Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Our good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Wee Banabo, Woody Herman, with all kinds of good people. We can just imagine who they were. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You might have read that a Florida man and woman might get 15 years in prison for being overtly intimate on the beach. Think about this. As far as I know, not one of the financial geniuses who robbed this country blind back around 2008 was ever incarcerated. My Facebook friend Jamie says, if the goal is to maximize prison population, it really doesn't make demographic sense to go after the one percenters.
I ain't got no body. And the letter I have in my hand comes from Brooke, who is a long-time radio friend. Brooke says, I began listening to your show as a teeny bopper. My family is from Christmas Cove, South Bristol area. And I spent summers in Maine and four years at Bates College in Lewiston. I have fond memories of listening to your show with my father. It was quite a ritual for us. I enjoy streaming radio shows and podcasts at the office, and the other day I thought I would see if I could track you down, since I no longer reside in Maine and can't listen to public radio the old-fashioned way of the radio. I was delighted to find your website. I was delighted to find your website and have really enjoyed listening to old episodes. Hope they keep coming. Hope you are having a great spring after such a long winter. Things are finally blooming here in New York, and I am looking forward to three weddings in Maine this summer. Can't wait to dust off the city grit. Yours sincerely, Brooke. How nice to hear from Brooke, and it be nice to hear from you too. I am the humble farmer at gmail dot com, and I'd like to know if you've put your garden in yet.
Thank you. Could hear Sal Nistico in there, couldn't you? Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer on Maine Private Radio, where you can hear No Things Considered here every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I mentioned that I don't get invited to all that many local art gallery openings anymore because this is why, this is why I don't get invited. Instead of talking with people while drinking wine and eating cheese... I walk around and look at the pictures on the walls. I told Raymond that my behavior was considered kind of weird. Raymond said, Too weird for a Tenants Harbor art show? That's like being too fat for the Weight Watchers meeting. I know that you know that I'll go where you go. I choose you, won't lose you. I wish you knew how much I long to hold you in my arms. This time is my time, will soon be good. By time, then in the starlight, hold me tight with one more little kiss, say night and Thank you. 
I'll go where you go. I choose you or lose you. I wish you knew how much I long to hold you in my arms. This time is my time. We'll soon be good. By time, then in the starlight, hold it tight. With one more little kiss, say night and night. King Cole, you know that I know. You have heard me say many times that my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, and I, well, we've long realized that ours is a symbiotic relationship. And because I was driving home until almost 1 a.m. after doing a show in Auburn this morning, because I couldn't find a nursing home in Auburn with reasonable overnight rates, because of that, I can't remember why I've always said that my wife and I have a symbiotic relationship. You know, old age old age makes your mind all foggy. But listen to this. When I carried the wash into the cellar so Marsha could put some of it into the washing machine, I realized that our relationship can also be compared to a maiden farm bra. I lift, she separates.
here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. You can easily find many books and articles on how to save energy in your home by simply changing your habits. Although most of the chairs and tables in our home were broken in by my distant relatives over a hundred years ago, Marsha and I have a nice electric stove. I should say Marsha has a nice electric stove with a smooth, flat top. This stove is one of the few rich kids store-bought new items we have in our home, and we have it because the flat top is easier for Marsha to clean. Nothing gets dropped down in the cracks. As I dropped a hot dog into the water that was being boiled on that very same electric stove one day, I wondered if it would be cheaper to cook the hot dog in the microwave. And then I asked myself, why I was cooking only one hot dog when it would probably take just as much electricity to cook two hot dogs in the same water. And if you think about it, wouldn't a person who is really serious about conserving energy, well, wouldn't he probably cook and eat four or six hot dogs? Well, I don't think I should say any more about this because what I'm saying seems to make sense and I really don't like the way it's heading. Thank you. 
farmer thank you so much for listening i am the humble farmer at gmail.com always love to hear from you one morning i heard from roger long who has a picture of a little sailboat on his facebook page and this little picture made me realize something that had escaped my attention for over 40 years well like hoggy's great great great-great-grandfather, Captain Albion, who lived three houses down from me 105 years ago. Just like Captain Albion, I got my wife off a boat. I heard that Captain Albion said that he got his German wife when he reached down into the hold of his ship and pulled her up with a hair. That's what we always heard when we was kids. My boat came up to the main coast, up to Tents Harbor, from Greenwich. It anchored there in Tents Harbor, Maine, and when the unsuspecting maiden came ashore, I picked her up in my 1919 Model T Ford while she was walking by Lowell Brothers' garage there with her siblings. When the boat left with the siblings, she stayed. Until six or so years later, when she fell in love with and ran off with the president of the Maine Lobstermen's Association. And here's the point. For over 40 years... I had never stopped to realize the poetry in my fortune and misfortune. The seed took her back.
cut off that bomb at the end you know wasn't expecting that I am the humble farmer at gmail.com love to hear from you our good friend 91 year old Alden Bent came down from Dover Foxcroft and Alden spent a few days with us here at the humble farm and yesterday we got from Alden a rich kid toilet paper holder Right in the original carton, he'd bought it at a lawn sale, I guess. Was, and we got this for our upstairs bathroom. And as I said, Alden said he got it at a lawn sale. He'd had it in storage for a while. Well, you know that I am not one to read directions for such a simple chore as screwing together a rich kid toilet paper holder. I simply... Emptied the box on the kitchen counter. You can see me doing it. New box. I empty all the stuff. 
stuff out on the kitchen counter and I screwed three of the four parts together but there was one more part that I couldn't seem to get it to fit in, in anywhere. It was a little metal dowel with a spring on it. I couldn't figure out where it went. It was obviously part of the roller mechanism. A little round thing with a spring on it. I couldn't make it fit in anywhere. So you know what I did? Yes, yes. Like any normal husband who can't figure out how to do complicated things, I asked my wife for help. And my wife Marcia said, no, Oh, I left that thing on the counter. It's part of the coffee pot. Tan my eyes. No, I'm gonna forget you. 
If you can't figure out who that was, you must be awful young. Jack Teagarden, of course. Anyone who has listened to the lectures of Stanford University's Robert Sapolsky knows that an awful lot of what we think, do, and say is biologically determined. We got no say about it. It's my understanding that we already have the capacity to examine the chemicals, elements, whatever, in a 16-year-old boy and be able to predict rather well whether or not he will, at the time of what is called a midlife crisis, be likely to run off with a babysitter, quit his job, or shoot people in a movie theater. We are all old enough to have friends who have done more than one of these things. Outside of one or two unpleasant behaviors, the people doing these things can be dynamic and very successful in their fields. I'd like to know more about it. So as you know, I would welcome having my impressions corrected or embellished by any neurologist who's an expert on the behavior of human beings or other animals. Now I've got to pick that up. I'm sorry. Jump on it sometime Well, I just want to see if it's the expensive kind Well, it balances on your head Like a mattress balances on a bottle of wine Your brand new leopard skin pillbox hat
know it's bad for your health, he said. Well, I disobeyed his orders and went to see you and found him there himself instead. I don't mind you cheating on me, but I wish you'd take that thing off his head, your brand new leopard skin pillbox hat. Well, you got a new boyfriend, I ain't never seen him round here before. Oh, yes, I saw him making love to you, he forgot to shut the garage door. You may think he loved you for your money, but I know what he loved you for. Your brand new leopard skin pillbox I know you want to know who that phone call was from. That was from Frank Stettner down in New York City. He was going to give me some advice on how to fix my crummy equipment here that I'm trying to make a program for you on. And once a year, right here in St. George, Maine, a hundred or so of us gather in the Tense Harbor Oddfellows Hall for the St. George High School Alumni Banquet. An articulate and concise announcement arrived in the mail today, and I quickly replied to say, Yes, I plan to attend. It is my understanding that my mother's cousin, who is much older than my mother, so we called her Aunt Gert, it's my understanding that Aunt Gert was in the first graduating class here in town in 1901. I graduated in 1953, which was only... Fifty-two years later. So now, I have been out of high school sixty-two years, or ten years longer than Aunt Gert had been out of high school in 1953. Aunt Gert was born around 1885. So it is not pleasant to think of these things. In some progressive Maine towns, the Alumni Association displays a bottle of Irish whiskey every year, and the last person to show up to the reunion is supposed to get to drink it. You've heard of that. Of course, drinking that bottle probably finishes the last person right there on the spot. And then this is called the Last Man Bottle Club or something like that. And I think it was probably World War I veterans who had fought in France who started this Last Man Bottle Club. I think, it is my belief that the Last Man Bottle Club is an institution that could easily be incorporated into our own St. George High School program, and I will have to ask Reggie, who runs the whole show, if he thinks this is feasible. The only problem with our group might be in deciding who would have possession of the bottle for the other 364 days of the year. It would not surprise many to learn that at the last reunion, when two members showed up empty-handed, the one from Port Clyde would feign surprise and say, Huh, I heard you died, so I drank it. Gets too hot for comfort, 
you can't get ice cream cones. Take no spin, take off your skin, and dance around in your bones. When the lazy syncopation of the music softly moans, take no spin, take off your skin, and dance around in your bones. The polar bears aren't green up in Greenland. They've got the right idea. They think it's great to refrigerate while we all cremate down here. Just be like those bamboo babies in the South Sea tropic zones. Take no sin, take off your skin and dance around in your bones. When you're calling up your sweetie in those hot house telephones, Take no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones. When you're on a crowded dance floor near those red hot saxophones, oh, take no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones. Take a look at the girls when they're dancing. Notice the way they're dressed. They wear silken clothes without any hose, and nobody knows the rest. No more singing in the bathtub with those television phones. Ain't no spin to take off the skin and dance around in your bones. Bones. I guess it's bones. That would fit right in there nicely, wouldn't it? I'd like to thank a radio friend who reminded me of this silly story which I'm about to repeat. Years and years ago, my friend Winky was at a tent revival meeting in Tents Harbor where there was a laying on of hands. And it was one of those times when people were throwing away their crutches and throwing away their eyeglasses. You know what I'm talking about here. And when Winky got to the head of the line and was asked what he needed help with, he said, My hearing. And there was a hand placed on his head and a finger stuck in his ear, and Winky stood there for a whole minute with the energy of the whole crowd 100% behind him. You could feel the force and the energy. And at the end of the minute, he was asked if his hearing was better. And Winky said, I don't know. 
It's not until next week. Thank you again for listening.